Hello and welcome to Dungeon Jedi Masters, a podcast discussing everything Star Wars 5e. My name is Todd, I've got Tegan here, and we're looking forward to jumping into hyperspace with you. Let's go! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dungeon Jedi Masters Podcast, Season Two, Episode Seventeen. Tegan, how are you doing today? Doing pretty well. Hope everybody had a hope everybody had a great Labor Day. Permission, uh, we had some good weather, and I uh, was able to get outside quite a bit, which has been nice. So, yeah, hope everyone did have a great long weekend, uh, and you know, got some Star Wars Five E uh, in that as well. So, welcome to today's episode. We're going to talk about the lightsaber forms for Star Wars 5e. We did our Guardian Spotlight last uh, episode, and so this is a great follow-up to touch on those forms. And uh, the Guardians aren't the only ones access to them. Uh, Other lightsaber-wielding classes can uh, get these as well, and they bring a lot of versatility to your build. So we'll touch on that later. First up, uh, announcements on our end. Uh, Of course, check us out, DungeonJediMasters.com for links to all of our content that we put out. This podcast, our YouTube channel, our Twitch channel where we do live plays, Twitter, Instagram, Dungeon Jedi Masters apparel store if you want to grab a t-shirt or something of the like. And of course, uh, to help support us with all the content that we create, our Patreon. Patreon, we give out monthly... Uh, exclusive adventures, encounters, and there's also some freebies in there as well. And uh, since our last episode, we've had 10 new Patreons, which is amazing. A huge shout out to you, as well as all our existing Patreons. But uh, let's uh, give a quick shout out to the new members in Tier 2. We have Coheed Heights, William, Kyle, who took advantage of the annual discount, Ben, Jordan, Wiggets, Taters and Tots, love that name, and Nate. And then in tier three, we have Dylan and Nanmi. So thank you to all of you so very much. Uh, Awesome uh, burst of uh, new patrons there. And all of them and and all of our other existing Patreons uh, as of this podcast will unlock our latest encounter release, uh, a mounted chase. Uh, So this is uh, adapting some rules uh, from a lot of other systems out there, bringing them together, but also creating uh, just a fun little encounter with a great stat block uh, that Tegan put together as uh, you know, you, you mount up on uh, Kadus from uh, Naboo and uh, chase down this enemy. So uh, anyone tier two or three that is available on our Patreon. And lastly, on our end, uh, Vagrant Freighter's finale has finally uh, been completed. We had some scheduling issues, but we finally got that done. So episode eight, the finale of that first season will be out this Thursday. It was a great one. Overall, awesome series to put together. And I uh, hope you guys really enjoyed that and are looking forward to that uh, end and what's to come. Uh, over to Star Wars 5e content. We have three new pieces of uh, releases here. First up, I will present a new species, the Caloran. So this is a semi-amphibious species from the planet Calor. Uh, they have a first appearance was in the Kanan uh, comic series. And then they've also appeared in the High Republic, the Rising Storm book, which I believe is the latest uh, book for the High Republic. 
This species comes with a strength increase of two and dexterity of plus one. So two good stats there uh, for any build. And uh, they are amphibious, can breathe air and water. So that also sometimes situational, but when, it, when you do need it, it's great to have. Uh, they have advantage on dexterity acrobatics check checks. So that uh, could be very useful. Keen hearing uh, gives them advantage on perception checks involving hearing. Prehensile feet, which allows them to use their feet to manipulate objects uh, just as well as their hands. And uh, this is a cool feature here. Uh, snap senses, they have antenna, and through that you can sense incoming uh, danger and react accordingly. When you roll initiative, you can have advantage on that. Alternatively, if you are ever surprised, you may act normally on your first turn. You can use this uh, once per short or long rest. So great feature. Um, advantage on initiative rolls uh, is huge. So if you can take advantage of that, definitely good. And then of course, being amphibious, semi-amphibious, uh, they have swimming speed of 30 feet. So lots of good stuff there in that one. Uh, check that out if you're interested in a new, new species here in the Star Wars universe. Tegan, we have two other pieces here that kind of go together. So uh, let you handle both of those. Uh, a background, the Imperial Knight first, and then follow up with uh, the vinyl issue uh, form. Yeah, definitely. So these kind of go hand in hand. Uh, the Imperial Knights, if you guys aren't familiar with them, are pretty sick. Uh, they're from the Legacy of the Force comic series. Um, they're legends, though, so legends only. Uh, but the uh, basically, this is um, about 130 years, I think, after the Battle of Yavin. A uh, whole new time period. Uh, you've got the, uh, what do they call it? Uh, so you've got the Empire, which is led by the Fell Empire. So uh, Jagged Fell and Jaina Fell, or Jaina Solo's kids. Uh, and they have like this whole force order which is called the imperial knights who serve the emperor and they're kind of a little bit more they're gray area so they're not dark siders they're not light siders uh they kind of express their force through their service to the emperor uh and they're a sweet force order if you're ever like looking for a cool period to set your game during legacy is a great one to look at because you've got the imperial knights you still have regular sith you've got the jedi ton to do there uh but basically these guys are force users who have pledged themselves to the emperor uh their emperor is kind of who they see the force flowing through and are completely loyal to them. Uh, they've got sick armor, uh, just cool backgrounds too. Uh, and then just kind of going based off the background for in-game stuff. Uh, with this, you can get a couple of cool things. Uh, basically with your skill proficiencies, you can choose between athletics, intimidations, perception, or piloting. Uh, nice thing though with it for tools is you're going to get armor mech implements uh, as well as proficiency with artificers implements so artificers you're gonna lightsaber blade they still use lightsabers one cool fact with them though is they use gray lightsabers so they are silver silver it's a clear lightsaber almost uh just uh due to kind of not using the greens and blues the jedis or the reds of the sith so cool piece there uh they also wear armor so they kind of wear armor similar to the imperial guards they've got red armor uh flavor piece too they usually have uh quartus gauntlets to block lightsabers if you want to have a parry using your hands uh but just pretty sick on that side uh with what they get on for the tools just to really help flavor it out uh, they also get for equipment a revised book of uh, the book of a revised copy of the Book of Anger, uh, which was a kind of imperial book by the regular emperor uh, Palpatine, but kind of revised for the uh, new school imperial knights, uh, as well as an imperial signa uh, and a black cape hood uh, and a belt. Uh, so 
cool class, especially if you're playing the Legacy area. This can be a really fun way to have a Force user who's uh, not a Jedi, but not kind of off the deep end for the dark side. Uh, and kind of alongside that, though, if you're going with this class uh, or this background, a cool class to go with could be the Guardian uh, Vaudal issue form. Uh, the Imperial Knights practice two forms, Vaudal and Ishu. Uh, and one of the big things with Imperial Knights is they're usually trained to fight in groups. Uh, so there's usually multiple knights on there, and those forms play excuse me, play off working in pairs. Uh, so kind of cool flavor alongside that. Uh, this one, though, is a revised version of the the bottle issue form that's already out there. So this is a companionless version of that. Uh, so it gives you, especially if you're playing a game where companions may not be a good fit, you can still use those forms as well as use uh, some of the additional benefits that it gives you just on your own or it doesn't have a companion with it. So just kind of working with your teammates or if you got a, uh, just an NPC that you're working with as well, just to kind of get those bonuses in there. Uh, so definitely one I recommend checking out. Uh, and you'll see between Vaudel is kind of the aggression form. So it kind of, I mean, we'll go more into it later. Uh, that's usually the one for more kind of striking out and using your allies to play off there. Our uh, issue is more of a defense form and using kind of your own blade to intercept your allies and kind of help defend and block them from danger. So just some cool ones. Check it out. And also, if you ever get a chance, check out the Legacy of the Force comic series. Really cool. One of my favorite from Dark Horse. Excellent. Uh, great, uh, great recommendation there. Uh, always good. Now we should do, maybe we should do like a, uh, a, an episode on just Star Wars books and literature, I think uh, could be cool out there. I know there's so much, I know you've done a, a read a ton of that, Tegan, so... Now, there's a ton out there. I've got a. I'm behind on new canon stuff, uh, but yeah, there's a, for Legends. There's a, so much out there that can help just build out a world for your game. They can just kind of use as a quick guide to get going. Yeah, great inspirations all around. So, and then of course the the two pieces of the Star Wars Five E content. Always great stuff coming out there. The additional uh, archetype and uh, the background. So, I think that's everything on the top of the episode. We can move into it. Uh, so. We're going to talk about the lightsaber forms. Uh, there are 16 of those currently. Uh, so the forms are different a little bit from the um, the archetypes, uh, as we touched on a little bit last week in the, the Guardian class spotlight. Uh, so these are a, I don't know, not, wouldn't say stripped down is, is uh, maybe the most appropriate way to describe it, but, but they're just that the specific version of uh, the form that anyone can utilize uh, if you have the right fighting style, fighting mastery for that. So uh, Tegan, what are, outside of the Guardian, what are the ways that you can pick up these forms? Definitely, so there's a couple different ways you can do it. Uh, nice thing is, uh, so Sentinels, Guardians, Guardians, you get one from your, your archetype. Uh, Sentinels, you can pick it up from a feat uh, or by your, uh, what are they called? Your ideals. Uh, one of your ideals allow you to pick up fighting styles and you can pick up the form fighting style. Uh, when form fighting, you get three different of the forms you can choose to, to build out your PC. Um, those are the core ways to get them either by being a guardian ar archetype or picking up the form fighting style uh, or as well as the form fighting mastery too. form fighting mastery, I believe will give you all of them still, which is a, kind of a crazy uh, benefit to uh, get one one feet and pick up 16 different styles that you can do with uh, your PC. Uh, so definitely check that out if you're looking for a feat that you uh, would want. Oh, so with the, sorry, with the form fighting mastery, if you have the form fighting style, uh, you'd get all of them. Uh, if you just had the form fighting mastery, you would get three additional forms. So this could be a good way if you already have three to get, get pretty much learn all the different forms. But if you didn't have the style, you would just pick up three new forms. Uh, 
But so those are usually the kind of ways you can pick them up. Uh, the only major requirement for picking form fighting or form fighting mastery uh, is you have to be force sensitive or ability to cast force powers. So if you've got an archetype or you picked up the force sensitive feat, uh, any of those will allow you to pick that up and make use of it with your PC. Very good. Yeah, all things to make note of uh, going into this. Uh, if if you're, you know, maybe not using a class that uh, natively comes with that, what you have to do to get to that point. Um, but with that out of the way, we can go into the forms. Uh, a couple things as well up front about utilizing them. Uh, sometimes there's a little bit uh, that trips people up with these. Uh, so the activation of these forms is going to be a bonus action. You can adopt the form, go into the form uh, using a bonus action on your turn. And of course, uh, which will come into play as we go through some of these, uh, you can take your bonus action on your turn whenever you want. You don't have to do that after a bonus action. You can do it before. And some of these forms, uh, you will, you'll benefit if you do it in that order, if you do the bonus action first. And then the duration. Uh, the duration of these is uh, defined mostly by the form. So you just have to kind of pay attention to that. But I think you could generally say that it it's it ends every every turn you have to re go into the form. So if you adopt a Taru form on this turn, when your next turn comes around, you have to either readopt that one or go into another form. So it's every turn you're able to kind of dance in and out of these forms as you want, depending on what the specifics of the form say. So another thing to keep in mind, um, you know, just how those work. Really pay attention to the specifics of each one. Uh, Tegan, anything else off the top uh, before we get into the specifics? Yeah, outside of that, just kind of finding different ways to pick them up. Or if your DM will, if you've got a cool backstory, your DM will be nice and give you one for free. Just kind of finding different ways to integrate them in will be the, the biggest obstacle for uh, some classes. Definitely. So, yeah, let's get into them. Um, my experience with them is with Ul Benden, the Ethorian guardian in the Hunted campaign. And uh, they're... I think I only have, I think I have three of them from using the feet and then whatever I might get from the guardian class. Um, but there's a lot of versatility and, you know, sometimes it is a little bit, there could be almost, uh, you know, overload and choice in wondering what you want to use, but um, it's nice to have those options, I think, and, and say, okay, I'm going to use this this turn because of the situation. So uh, starting at the top, let's just kind of go through these uh, Ataru form. Yeah, so Ataru, uh, a lot of you guys are familiar with that from Yoda. Uh, it's a or Yoda Qui-Gon Jinn too, actually. Uh, so it's a kind of a mobility type form. So you, a lot of flipping, a lot of movement. And uh, with the, the fighting star or the lightsaber form for Star Wars 5e, uh, what you basically do is you, as you adopt it as part of your bonus action. You'll be able to leap up to 15 feet uh, to an unoccupied space you can see. Nice thing is this 15 feet is on top of your movement speed, whatever that may be. So this can be a great one to have in case you ever need to cross the battlefield, get some distance and just kind of, or even if you need to make a long jump or high jump, uh, that 15 feet, uh, especially if you're not a strength based character can really push you a lot further than you can usually go. Uh, so this one can be pretty good for any class, uh, especially if you're a slower class or don't want to waste too much, uh, waste your time to actually, this can be a good way to circumvent that. Definitely. And uh, as a reminder, so this one, you adopt it with a bonus action and the word says as part of the bonus action to adopt it. So all in one, you can utilize that. Uh, just another reminder to keep that stuff in mind. Uh, next up is the uh, gem. So 
Sweet. So uh, Jim Soda, I think I forgot to mention it for Ataru. Ataru is uh, traditionally called Form 4. Uh, so we're kind of going in the Star Wars 5e order, how they have it listed on the website. But there's seven traditional lightsaber forms with some of them having variants. Uh, Ataru is Form 4. Uh, Jim So is part of Form 5. Uh, so Jim So, like uh, Anakin, Vader, Luke, uh, it's a really, it's a high kinetic form. So usually a lot of strength behind it, like they're slamming down the blade. Uh, so a nice thing that's kind of corresponds with it uh, is uh, when you're using this as you use it as part of your bonus action, you can add half your wisdom or charisma, so both light and dark siders can use it, uh, to one ability check or attack roll uh, you make using strength. Uh, so it goes to the end of your next turn. So if you ever had to like make a setup turn, like one time you have to dodge, and then you can use this bonus action, and you know you're going to make an attack that next turn, you'd be able to use it then. Uh, but it only applies to one check. But it can be great for getting some more. Uh, just kind of really make sure you hit something when you need to. Uh, in case you know, you're just going up against it, you want to wail on it, use that, get your bonus action, set it up, and make sure you can come through and hit. Yeah, another uh, very good one there. Yeah. Uh, next up is the Jarkai form. Sweet. So this one is a, uh, so on Legends uh, continuity, it's kind of a mix up between uh, traditionally assault, uh, kind of associated with form six, uh, the, but also can be associated with form four uh, and even Ventress kind of made a Makashi form two version of it. Uh, basically it's the dual bladed lightsaber fighting style. Uh, I would say probably the most uh, from Legends, the most famous person using it uh, would be Exar Khan, but then you also have Ventress, Ahsoka, uh, all making use of this at different points in time. Uh, basically, it's a kind of a two-bladed fighting style, and with this form, it kind of gives you some cool things you can do with it. Uh, this is another one, too, that says it's part of the bonus action to adopt this form. Uh, if you took the attack action, you can engage in two-weapon fighting. Uh, so kind of, especially if you're using your double blades, it's not going to stop you from using dual wielding or dual or two weapon fighting. Uh, but the cool thing that you get with it is each time you hit with an attack on this turn, you can move up to five feet without provoking a top or two attack from the creature you hit. Uh, so if you wanted to use this and kind of wail on somebody and then get away, uh, especially if you're a squishy class like a sentinel or even a counselor, this can be a good way to use that two weapon fighting. And if you hit twice, you get 10 feet of movement uh, for free that you can use to just kind of get you out of dodge. Very nice. Uh, great option there. Next up is, is one that I've used, utilized a uh, time or two with Ul, the Juyo form, uh, with my lightsaber that already has the, a keen modification to in, increase that uh, critical hit range, and that uh, takes it one step further. Definitely. Julio is a cool one. This is uh, Form 7. Uh, so this is a kind of a hyper-aggressive style form. Uh, um, Darth Maul made use of this form. So it's just a lot of a pure aggression. Uh, Sidious did as well. Uh, basically, nice thing you get with this is until the start of your next turn, uh, your crit range increases by one. So this could be great if you could be making a lot of attacks or like, a, oh, if you've got something that increases your crit range already, uh, and can just let you just lay down a ton of damage on somebody if you get the chance. Definitely. Uh, moving on to uh, Form 2, Makashi Form, which is also uh, the archetype that Ul has chosen. Another great one that I've utilized. Tell us about that one, Tegan. Definitely. So that one, uh, it's most famously associated with Dooku. So it's kind of a dualist form. Uh, so with this one, uh, you, get, you get a pretty cool feature uh, with it as well uh, from the Star Wars 5e side. 
Uh, but basically, if you use your bonus action to adopt it, uh, until the start of your next turn, if a creature misses a melee weapon attack against you, you can use reaction to make one melee attack against that creature. So great one for setting up, especially if you've got a high EC or uh, the person is attacking you has a disadvantage or something like that. This could be a great way to get an extra attack in there. Uh, and especially if you're playing that dualist flavor, you can kind of add some cool, uh, some, some cool tones to it as well as uh, they miss you and you slash back at them. Absolutely. Classic, uh, yeah, as you said, dualist there uh, in Star Wars. Uh, next up is the uh, Neiman form, Nyman. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I've never actually heard it said before. Uh, but yeah, that's, this is form six. Uh, most famously used by Exarchon, but he uses the kind of the dual uh, lightsaber version of it. Uh, it's called the Diplomat's form as well. It's kind of used a uh, mixture between two weapon fighting, but also uh, keeping uh, using force uh, powers as part of it as well. Uh, with this one though, uh, for Star Wars 5e, uh, if you adopt it as part of your bonus action, you can still engage in two weapon fighting. Uh, so nice thing, it's not going to get rid of your, uh, your your second attack if you're using two uh, lightsabers. Uh, but also, into the start of your next turn, you can use Wisdom or Charisma instead of Strength or Dexterity for both your attack and damage rolls for your melee weapon attacks. Uh, so this would be great, especially I've got uh, in one of our in the play-by-post game for uh, Star Wars 5e, uh, Jin uses this. It uh, doesn't have the best Strength or Dexterity, but uses her, her Wisdom to make sure those damage and attack rolls are going well uh, by adapting the Neman form. So this could be a really fun way, especially if you want to make sure you're going to be a stronger caster than a melee attacker, you could still get some good damage and some good attacks by adopting this form. Excellent. Uh, the next one is is the with the Guardian archetype is is the other half of the gem. So the uh, Xian form uh, that uh, is, uh, I would say, where the gem show is more offensive. Uh, the Xian is going to be your defensive side of that. 100%. So that's going to be defensive. Uh, big practitioners of this. Um, Adi Gaia, as well as Ahsoka, sometimes and you'll notice too um, that reverse blade stance uh, is part of Xi'an. So, kind of with the blade going out behind your arm, uh, that's a Xi'an stance on that side. Uh, so, with this one, uh, you get some cool stuff as well. Uh, basically, so if you uh, adopt it using your bonus action before the end of your next turn you can add half your wisdom or charisma modifier to uh your ac against one attack so this could be a great one especially if you're low hp and uh just need to get it to the next round you can adopt this and hopefully use it to stop one attack from hitting you very nice uh next up is a, another uh form that can put you into a double or two weapon fighting uh option the shi cho Sweet. So of Sheet Show, this is a uh, form one. Uh, I think that the biggest practitioner of this is Kit Fitso. Uh, it's just one of those uh, kind of classic style forms. Uh, and one of the big things with it too uh, is with this, you can kind of use the double weapon fighting, uh, but also you can, uh, as long as you hit with a creature within, uh, with a weapon attack within five feet of you before the end of your next turn, you can make that target do a strength saving uh, throw. Uh, and on a failed save, it's pushed back five feet and you can immediately follow up with them, uh, kind of move into that space uh, without provoking an opportunity attack. So great for battlefield control. If you wanted to get somebody away from your allies or kind of push them into where you want them to go, this can be a good way to do so uh, without having to uh, use your action to shove or anything like that. Excellent. Uh, next form up is the SOCAN form. Uh, it's going to be one that's going to allow you to manage that battlefield a little bit, depending on the, 
what the obstacles are there. Definitely. So this one uh, is one of those ones that, uh, so it's definitely uh, within Legends and Canon, uh, but it's more of a principle versus a form uh, within those ones, but it's all about uh, using your terrain. Uh, so notably, uh, Obi-Wan used it uh, in episode three when he yelled out to Anakin, he had the high ground. And uh, if you go through the, the archetype for that, there's a lot of kind of high ground references. Uh, but with the form for it, uh, what it'll allow you to do is you're going to able to once you use it, you can, uh, till the start of your next turn, ignore difficult terrain. So great if you need to kind of get through a desert or something that's slowing you down without uh, having to dash or waste too much movement. Uh, also, uh, when an opponent makes a melee weapon attack against you, you can use a reaction to move to another space within five feet of that opponent uh, without provoking an opportunity attack, uh, as well as uh, imposing disadvantage on that triggering attack roll. So it could be a great way to kind of move out of the way and hopefully make a miss too at the same time with that disadvantage. Very good. Uh, this next form is one that uh, I use with Ool all the time. Probably, I'd say potentially one of the more popular ones, Sarisu, uh, all about uh, reducing damage. Definitely. Uh, for anybody that can pick up a form, especially if you get take the form fighting where you get to pick three of them, Pixarusu or Sarisu is one of them. Uh, this is a great form. It can really help you out of some tight spots. Uh, basically allows you the first time you take, uh, once you adopt it, uh, the first time you take kinetic or energy damage, uh, kinetic energy or ion damage from a weapon uh, before the end of that next turn, the damage is going to be reduced by half. So this could be a great way just to cut some damage in half, especially if you know something big is going to hit you. Uh, put this on, and if they beat your AC or however they hit you, you can cut that damage in half and hopefully keep yourself fighting. Always always a good one to uh, to help out uh, in the midst of battle, for sure. Uh, next up is the Tricotta form. Uh, so Tricotta uh, is another cool one. Um, this one... Uh, it's got characterized by like turning your lightsaber off in mid-battle and throwing off your opponents. Uh, if you guys are familiar with uh, Corn Horn from Legends, he did this pretty pretty often. Uh, in one of the big battles, he used it against uh, the Yuzan Vogue. Uh, so kind of a cool one, some fun flavor you can put with it too. Uh, but basically for using the form in Star Wars 5e, uh, as part of the bonus action to adopt the form, you flourish your weapon and hopefully attempt to distract the uh, an enemy that you can see. So you'd make a sleight of hand check versus their perception. Uh, and uh, basically on a success, that creature would have disadvantage on the next attack roll it makes against you. So especially if you pair this with uh, taking something that will give you uh, expertise with sleight of hand, this can be a great way to just throw off some creatures and have some fun flavor uh, they can put with the two. Very good. Uh, next one is uh, a, as the gem show kind of had a, you know, sister relationship uh, Vapid is with the Juyo. Uh, Juyo, of course, we said uh, increases your crit range, and the Vapid and the other half of that, uh, rather increasing, uh, you know, the the strength of that attack uh, gives you an extra attack. Definitely, and Vapid is sweet. Uh, this one, uh, so this is Mace Windu's version of Form Seven. Uh, he created it. And some, if you ever get a chance, I mean, we definitely should do. Like I mentioned, uh, a book series. Shatterpoint is amazing. Uh, it's an old Legends book, but it goes into Vapid pretty, pretty extensively. Uh, definitely, highly recommended. But this is a sweet form. Uh, and as uh, Todd mentioned, uh, basically, if you want to use it once before the start of your next turn, uh, if you would have advantage on a melee weapon attack you lose the advantage, but you can make another melee weapon attack against that same target 
for free, no action required. Uh, and one of the big things with Vopad was just how fast Mace could make that blade move. Uh, one of the, the kind of literary things they used, it made it seem like he had multiple blades uh, versus just that one blade. And this kind of plays off that feeling. Uh, so highly recommend the form and definitely check out Shatterpoint if you really want to go in depth on it too. Excellent. So uh, a quick break here, just to mention that we've now covered the uh, 12 forms that are in the uh, core rule book. Uh, I'm sure everyone, if you're within Star Wars 5e for even a little bit, you'll understand that there's there's uh, content that's part of the core rule books, and then a lot of content that is just listed as um, expanded content, hasn't found a home yet in a book or whatever. All of, of course, all usable uh, no matter what. But those were the uh, core 12, and we have four more that are considered expanded content here. Uh, this first one, I believe, is uh, it's actually pretty new. I think we just covered it recently, the Aquinos form. Yeah, so that one's a, a new one of the newer forms for Star Wars 5e. Uh, and uh, so actually what I, I didn't know too much about from like uh, the Legends lore, but uh, it's actually made by uh, a master named Aquinos. Aquinos, I believe it's pronounced, uh, and it's basically he, he was uh, he responsible for the the creation of the Iron Knights, uh, the Shard Jedi. So a lot of those technical Force users. Uh, the cool thing with this form is it pairs uh, tech use uh, with Force uh, with the lightsaber form. Uh, so with uh, Aquinos, uh, as part of your bonus action to adopt this form, if you cast a tech power of first level or higher, uh, but no higher than your max power level, round it up. Uh, you can make a melee weapon attack as well. Uh, so this could be great, especially if uh, you're using the Guardian form with this, or even if you're like an engineer who picked up Force Sensitive and wanted to pick up a lightsaber as well, uh, this could be a great form to pick up so you can do a tech power and still make a melee weapon attack too. So I uh, highly recommend this one. It's got like some cool flavor behind it too. Awesome. Yeah, it's always great to, you know, cross between with the casting within Star Wars 5e, uh, you know, uh, bringing tech to the generally force casting classes and vice versa so uh with the one of the new releases we talked about uh, earlier today tegan uh, the issue and vinyl forms uh, we have lightsaber forms for each of those so first is the issue form tell us about that definitely so the issue form and yeah these are the forms of the imperial knights uh as i mentioned they like to work with friendly creatures or with their allies to set themselves up uh, and with this form, uh, if there's a friendly creature within 15 feet of you, uh, you, as part of your bonus action, you can move up to 10 feet without provoking opportunity attacks uh, as long as you end within five feet of the creature. Uh, so this could be a good way, especially if you're trying to, uh, if you're low on speed or trying to get next to one of your allies, uh, set this up, get in there, uh, and hopefully be able to protect them or kind of fight with them as the fight goes on. Very good. Yeah, it'd be great for those operatives, uh, you know, some sneak attack, uh, set that up potentially. Uh, and then the other half of that, the vinyl form. Yeah, so vinyl's pretty sweet too. Uh, and for these ones too, for uh, if, I don't know, if you guys are familiar with Legacy, check out Antares Draco. Uh, he's one of the big Imperial Knights within the series. Uh, he uses both of these forms and you can kind of see them uh, in some of the comic battles. Uh, but for the vinyl form, uh, if you if bonus action to activate, but if you took the attack action before adopting this form, uh, so make sure this is one of the few that has the prerequisite of doing it before adopting this form, uh, you can direct one of your allies to strike a creature you hit with an attack. So you also have to hit two. Uh, choosing a friendly creature that can see or hear you uh, and is within five feet of the creature you hit 
uh, that creature can immediately use the reaction to make one weapon attack against that same creature. So this one is like, this one's pretty stacked. Uh, if you're going to be in a group where you know you're going to have a melee guide next to you or going to fight in the same creatures you're using, going against, using this, you can get them a free weapon attack on that using a reaction, which a lot of times you won't have a reaction they can use turn after turn. Uh, so I def this is one of those ones that if I had to make a top three of the ones I would take for the forms, Vano would be right there. Uh, if you're going to be somebody that's going to be in the thick of it and have somebody else with you in the thick of it too. Excellent. And with that, that brings us to our last form, which is, uh, you know, a little different considering we're talking about lightsaber forms, but this one brings in uh, ranged weapon attacks. Yeah, so this is you know, a Senite form. Uh, so this one is uh, usually going to be somebody that has either a melee and a blaster or just two blasters. Uh, but basically, this is another one, too, that does the bonus action to adopt but allows you to do uh, two-weapon fighting or double fighting. Uh, this one, for kind of the lore, uh, I would probably reference it back to the Grey Paladins, which... Uh, if you're not familiar with them, check them out. They're a sweet addition to any campaign. Um, Lorenth, or Larenth, uh, Twi'lek uh, from the Coruscant Knight series famously uses uh, this style. Uh, but basically with it, uh, if once you adopt it, uh, you'd be able to, uh, on a, initially on, until the end of your next turn, anytime you make a ranged weapon attack while you're within five feet of a hostile creature, you do not have disadvantage on the attack roll. Uh, so this is another one. So that goes to the end of your next turn. So you could use it one action, uh, make your way melee or ranged weapon attacks within five feet of a creature, and it will still apply to your next action. Uh, so you can use your bonus action for something else on the next action. Uh, so this one's a cool one, lasts a long time, uh, and especially if you're somebody that's going to be light on fighting styles, uh, so you don't want to take that snapshot fighting style, this can be a good way to get that in there. Sacrifice, uh, use your bonus action to set it up and still be able to shoot right up close with somebody. Yeah, great one. And as you said, you know, it does last till the end of the next turn. So you get a little bit extra out of it. Uh, good choice there if you're going that route. So uh, great list there. There's lots of good things. Uh, Tegan, if you can off the top of your head, I think we know a couple of them. Uh, but what would be your top few forms that you would you would take if, if you're just kind of looking to get into them? What would your choices be? Definitely. So uh, my top three, uh, just from uh, the 16, would be uh, the Vano form, just uh, to be able to set up that uh, reaction attack. And it's always fun, too, if you want to make a, especially if you're ever going for an OP build, make an OP build that can help support the team and get them to make more attacks, too. Uh, so this could be a fun way to set that up, get your team in there and uh, fighting. Uh, Sarisu, for sure. Sarisu would be hands down the first one I'd pick, just to help reduce that damage, especially in those tense moments. Uh, but then Julio would probably be my, uh, depending on which what type of build I'm going with, Julio uh, would probably be in my next one. Uh, but also an honorable mention to Jim So too, that can be a great time, especially if you're going up against something that has a high EC, uh, getting that extra bonus to attack can really help out in that fight. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'd say uh, probably choices that I, I do use myself or would consider, I think, all great stuff there. Uh, one last thing too, um, what would be, what would be some other considerations for, for some of the specific forms, uh, in, you know, thinking of situations, um, you know, in an encounter or whatever, what would be a good way for people to kind of manage that? Uh, you know, I often, when we're playing in hunted, sometimes it's, you do have all these options and say, okay, well, do I want to make sure I reduce damage or do I want to make sure I increase output, et cetera? Uh, any thoughts on that? 
Oh, definitely. It's one of those ones that can be kind of hard to keep track of. And it kind of depends on your build. Um, for people that are doing dual weapon fighting, take a look at all those ones that allow you to still do it as a bonus action. Because uh, that could be just a fun way to still do your bonus action, but then get something extra with it. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's one of those ones that will kind of always come up depending on what the situation is. Do you want to get that extra bit of damage out or do you want to protect yourself? Uh, I would say it, it kind of goes moment to moment, but uh, I, so even sometimes with my character sheets, I do play, play with the form fighting. I even just kind of mark like uh, next to them, like, is this would be good for defense, this would be good for attack, just so I can have a quick reference of knowing what do I need, what best uh, to use that attack in or what situation that may work best for me on. Absolutely. Yeah. Great way to, uh, you know, think of that as you go through these, especially if you, you know, you take both the, uh, I believe it was the style and the mastery and end up with all 16 of them. So it's a lot to keep track of. Yeah. That'd be crazy with the 16, but you'd be able to, you'd be like the jack of all trades there. You could be able to do a little bit of everything, which would be pretty sick for a player. Absolutely. So, well, that wraps up our discussion today on the lightsaber forms. A lot of good stuff there, a lot of versatility for those that want to utilize them. Uh, so check those, uh, check all of those out yourself, see what they offer and how you can work them into your build. And let us know, uh, you know, what ones you choose and, and how you've used them. It would be great to hear about that. Uh, going to, uh, looking ahead to our next episode, middle of the month, uh, already September here. Uh, we will be a, a cool idea we had here of uh, looking at the uh, 5e Dungeon Masters guide. And uh, there, there's no, generally the, the uh, suggestion is basically just use it as is um, because a lot of the stuff does translate over. This is a 5e conversion. Uh, but Tegan and I, we're going to go through that and, you know, specifically touch on some things, maybe offer uh ways to to adjust some things if they need to be a little bit converting over to uh, star wars 5e but i think that'll be a fun one to kind of go through that stuff and and uh you know i think a lot of that stuff just kind of gets uh, forgotten about for sure and there's a lot of cool stuff in there and uh, even like people that just play regular 5e the dmg just kind of gets it gets forgotten about there's just some cool stuff in there and a lot of times myself included to go try to make rules up uh, for stuff they've already have got rules in there for uh so uh, this was We'll go through that, pull some cool things off for Star Wars, and hopefully you can kind of bring them back to your games and have some fun with it. Absolutely. So everyone, thank you so much for listening, following, subscribing, all that. Your great support. We appreciate it so very much. Uh, go grab, for those Patreon members, go grab that uh, Mounted Chase Encounter and let us know how you work that into your own campaign and how that goes. And uh, with that, we'll uh, see you next time. May the Force be with you. May the force be with you.